0: engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it now the end abortion podcast by priests for life friends father frank pavone here national director of priests for life welcome to our program praying for america great to be with you uh, leave your prayer intentions in the comments throughout the uh, the discussion tonight because we want to have everyone praying for one another, for our families, for our needs, just as we pray for our entire country. So let's begin uh, with the Word of God and uh, actually want to uh, talk in a little bit. We'll go to a different scripture passage uh, about the... Um, Uh, one of the key themes for this season of Lent as Christians are preparing uh, to celebrate Easter. But uh, for now, let me go to uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 45 and uh, read uh, a little passage and then we'll pray. So starting in verse 5, the Lord says, I am the Lord and there is no other. There is no God besides me. It is I who arm you, though you know me not, so that toward the rising and the setting of the sun, people may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, there is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I make well-being and create woe. I, the Lord, do all these things. Let justice descend, O heavens, like dew from above. Like gentle rain, let the skies drop it down. Let the earth open and salvation bud forth. Let justice also spring up. I, the Lord, have created this. Let us pray. Lord, this is our prayer for America. That the gentle rain of your dew from heaven may descend upon our land and bring forth the flowers and fruits of justice and salvation. We, your people, long for your gift we long for your life our founders sought you countless patriot christians throughout the centuries have sought you the life and history of our nation is marked by great people of faith and we thank you lord that we can be among those who invoke your name let justice descend let salvation bud forth Let the policies of our nation, let the people that we elect, let the policies that we are all responsible for helping to enact show forth your way of salvation, justice, and life. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. That's Isaiah 45, and it's the context of the people being told of the decree of King Cyrus that they could go back to their land. This was after the, the exile, of course, in Babylon, and the people were allowed to go back and rebuild the city and the temple. A new season of hope for God's people. And we feel, don't we, that that's exactly what we need in our nation now. A new season of rebirth, a new season of hope, a new start. because we have had forces and have currently forces in this nation that are leading us down a destructive path. It's almost as if some in leadership hate America and are not looking for the good that the rest of us are, are looking for. Well, I want to start along those lines by sharing with you about an event that I was at just on Friday night. Uh, and this was in Palm Beach. Well, actually, it was at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, here in Florida, just a couple of hours south from where we are here at Priest for Life. And uh, I was asked by the Palm Beach Republican Club to say the opening prayer for their Lincoln Day dinner that was held there in the big ballroom at Mar-a-Lago. Some of you, I'm sure, have been there. And uh, it was a great and tremendous event. There were probably approximately 750 people there. And the lineup of political speakers could not have been better than it was. President Donald Trump himself was there and spoke uh, to the crowd. Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, our Florida governor and America's governor, really, uh, with the leadership that he's been giving, uh, was there and spoke. Likewise, the two Florida senators, Marco Rubio and uh, Senator Rick Scott, And uh, we had uh, many, many other elected and appointed officials as well as candidates uh, there at the gathering together with patriots and Christians, not only from around Florida and from the Palm Beach area, but from around the country gathering for this special event. Our main speaker was Mark Levin. So it was quite a lineup. Uh, I said the opening prayer, and let me just uh, share with you a, a video clip of that. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, the actor, was uh, was there and was the MC for the evening. So you'll see him uh, introducing me, and then the prayer uh, that I said, which, as you will see, was very well received by our fellow Christians and patriots. Uh, let's take a look at that, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about the event. Abortion. Thank God,
1: because I do a lot of speaking on that myself, because it is murder. He served at the Vatican on St. John Paul II to help coordinate the pro-life activities of the Catholic Church. And uh, Father Frank also served as the National Co-Chair of Pro-Life Voices for Trump in the 2020 election. Ladies and gentlemen, to give the invocation, please welcome Father Frank A. Bobo. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you all brothers and sisters, it's a joy to be here. And as Kevin said, Priest for Life is the largest ministry in the church fighting abortion, and we help you. We mobilize voters, we come to your events to speak. We're not afraid to speak into the world of politics. And some people then say, oh, the church has become too political. No, our politics have become too pagan. And for the church, to stand up against the Democrats and the Brandon administration as they as they destroy life and freedom and family, that's not the church being political. That's the church being the church. Some people around the country have said, Father Frank is calling for a Vatican takeover of America. No, I'm calling for an American takeover of America. Doing as well. So connect with us. You'll see some of our materials on the table on the way out tonight. And we've got two sisters here from the Ann Arbor Dominican. Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Mother Mary Assumpta-Long and Sister Joseph Andrew. Thank you, sisters, for coming and praying with me tonight. So let us turn to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you tonight for life, the most fundamental of all our rights. We thank you for freedom, we thank you for America. We thank you for great leaders like Governor DeSantis and our great 45th President Donald J. Trump. We praise you, Lord, and tonight we ask your protection on us and on our nation. Protect the people of Ukraine and the whole world. And Lord, protect our own freedom, our Constitution, our courts, our consciences, our families, our children, our unborn, and our values. And Lord, we pray that those who attack these precious goods will be voted out of office in the upcoming elections. Lord, Lord, we pray tonight for the most vulnerable human beings of all, the children in the womb, Keep them safe from abortion, which takes more life than anything else. Protect the right to life, without which we cannot enjoy any of our own rights. Lord, we prepare now to celebrate Easter, when we will proclaim Christ is risen. We do not sit back and wonder if we will defeat our enemies. We stand up and proclaim that in Christ they have already been defeated. And we will proclaim, celebrate, and apply that victory To every segment of society, we're not just working for victory, Lord, we are working from victory. Victory is where we start. Christ is risen. And so, Lord, we ask you, bring success to tonight's event. And bring success to the work of our hands as we make America great again. In Jesus' name. You,
0: Father well, friends, uh, after that, the evening uh, continued to uh, to go on in that same very enthusiastic and energetic spirit. And uh, I wanted to share with you a few takeaways from some of the remarks of of uh, of the governor and also of uh, Senator Rubio and also from Mark Levin. Of course, everything that President Trump said was was fantastic. his usual uh, energy and optimism and 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 you know it's a realistic optimism it's a it's a it's a it's a hope and a confidence that springs from uh his convictions about the goodness the inherent goodness of america and of the american people and our ability using the systems that our founders put in place to make things right if they go astray if they go wrong we have to take it back build it back and uh get make America great again uh, on the uh, principles on which it was founded. We're not making up anything new. So his speech was great. But you know one of the things that that uh, was a common thread and 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 you heard it in 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 these speeches, let me let me start with something that uh, Senator Rubio said. You know he said the conflict that we're seeing in this nation now, the divide that we're seeing, is no longer simply between left and right no longer simply between conservative and uh, liberal. It's between common sense and insanity. That's the battle that is going on. When you look at a man, you know it's a man. You look at a woman, you know it's a woman. When you look at a baby, you know it's a baby. When you look at a violent riot, you know that it's a riot, not a peaceful protest. When you look at how somebody comes into the country pushing their way in and breaking all the laws versus someone who stands in line, so to speak, fills out the necessary forms, does the necessary interviews, produces the necessary uh, paperwork, does it the right way, you see the difference between a legal and an illegal immigrant. And you know the difference between saying we welcome people into the country, but we want them to come in legally. You know, the difference between that and saying we don't want anybody here. I mean, this is common sense. This is not some kind of complicated position that that one has to figure out or reason to. This is all common sense. These are self-evident truths that the power belongs to the people. We have the right uh, to life, to liberty, to the pursuit of happiness. Therefore, we govern ourselves. The government doesn't have any power except what we consent to give to it common sense versus insanity foreign policy you know that can become that can become complicated and this is why we we rely on experts this is why we elect people who are supposed to study these things and learn by experience and consultation with others we don't pretend to be experts in foreign policy But what happened in Afghanistan, again, it's common sense versus insanity. It's not some kind of complicated principle. And then when you see what the Democrats keep trying to do with abortion, even though the polls have been so consistent over the decades that Americans do not want abortion on demand, we do not want late-term abortion, We do not want to pay for abortions. Nevertheless, in an expression of, again, what can only be called insanity, they push for laws and policies that would force all of us to pay for all abortions, and there would be no restrictions on it whatsoever. We go right up until the time of birth, and there would be no limitations. Even paying for abortions in other countries. The American people don't want this. And when you continue to pursue policies that you know most of the people don't want, again, it's nothing other than a form of insanity. So Marco Rubio pointed this out. The conflict, the battle, the struggle is between common sense and insanity. Again, you can apply it to so many other areas that I'm not even mentioning here. Look at... uh, uh, uh the whole area of education, what we're teaching our children and you know tearing down uh, tearing up the history of our country uh, tearing down the statues and 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 purposely canceling what has gone into the very founding of America. It makes no sense. Now along these lines, both Mark Levin and Governor DeSantis said some powerful words about this conflict. And um, Mark Levin said, look, you know, some people still try to talk about, you know, working in a bipartisan way. He said, yeah, you know, there was a time, and I've said this here, too, on this program and in other settings as well. There was a time when we could work in a bipartisan way, even even in the pro-life arena when I started out with Grease for Life. Even though the Democrat Party had already been, been basically taken over by the abortion industry, we nevertheless had some bipartisan activity going on. There were, there were a lot of pro-life uh, Democrats uh, serving in the House of—well, there were some, I'm necessarily a lot. But, but they were vocal, and we worked together with them to try to pass legislation to help pregnant moms uh, have less pressure to, to uh, have an abortion. But that has disappeared. It has vanished. And and all we see on the other side, combined with an absolute refusal to even talk about the subject, is this 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 uh, this fervent effort just to pursue and promote and advance more and more abortion. So the the the, the bipartisan—they're not interested in the least in this. And why, in fact, would you even want it? And this was Mark Levin's point. So what, what, what are you talking about bipartisan when what, what, what these people are trying to do is just to kill more and more babies? What are you talking about bipartisan when, uh, you know, they don't they want to erase the, the border altogether? Just have a just have an open border. Uh, bring criminals into our communities and, uh, you know, don't enforce uh, uh, don't enforce the law. Don't enforce the law. You don't work in a bipartisan way with people who don't want to enforce the law, don't want to protect children, don't want to protect your religious freedom, don't want to protect conscience, and seem to hate America. There's no more bipartisan cooperation. To have bipartisan efforts, you need to have people who are of goodwill and whom you know are working based on the same principles, trying to get to the same goal, trying to, to move in the same direction. It's not that way anymore. It's not simply, oh, I have a different idea about how to get to the goal. It's a different goal altogether. Oh, well, they mean well, they just have different ideas about how to do it. We're talking about people who don't mean well. And we're not not talking about everybody 100%. We are talking about the fact that there are enough people in enough positions of leadership that have created the kind of a conflict That does not call for bipartisan collaboration, but rather calls for defeating the enemy, putting out of power those that are trying to use that power to destroy the country rather than to advance it. This is a situation where once we're in it, we have got to be able to recognize it and we've got to be able to call it out for what it is. So these speakers the other night... Down at Mar-a-Lago, we're certainly calling that out. Mark Levin, as I said, Senator Rubio made the point, point. and then Governor DeSantis uh, talked about the Brandon administration, and uh, I used that phrase, of course, as you heard in my in my opening remarks too. And, and, and you know, and some people will say, well, how come you're how come you're 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 saying that? And Governor DeSantis actually commented on that, uh, and he said, look, when somebody is leaving Americans behind uh, in Afghanistan. And, and uh, uh, you know, then, then he is branded to me. When somebody is, uh, you know, not respecting anymore the role of, of parents in the education of their children, uh, That is then he is branded to me. And he went on and on with the various policy blunders and the abandonment of key principles that you can list as well as I uh, and said, you know, this is where the, 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 you know, the American people are angry and, and, and frustrated by, by, by this and, and rightly indignant to the point where, you know, we're not talking anymore about uh, some kind of a dialogue about the issues. Uh, we're talking about the need to stand up and defend our country and uh, to take back uh, a, a country that operates on those principles by which we were founded. So these are some of the uh, some of the takeaways from that uh, uh, that gathering the other night, really, really wonderful. I want to thank the Palm Beach Republican Club and uh, and all of you of course, who are joined in spirit with uh, these kinds of activities uh, clear across the country. Well, uh, some some comments uh, on um, this uh, season of Lent, that is underway right now, uh, brothers and sisters, and many Christians are observing in their churches now a a period of time where we're getting ready to welcome new people into the church at Easter by baptism. And, you know, there are strong biblical themes uh, when it comes to to baptism. And uh, three of them come into focus in these next three weeks of the Lenten season. Uh, I just want to set... Set the stage for you, and we'll comment on this as these weeks go go on. The three themes are water, light, and life. And there are three chapters in John's gospel. And what I'd like to do as a recommended uh, uh, action item, each show, you know, we recommend something that you can do or read or or think about. Uh, and tonight, what I want to do is just refer you to three chapters of John's gospel that portray these three key themes of the Lenten season and of our Christian life in Christ, our baptismal life in Christ, that we renew each year as we celebrate his death and resurrection. One of them is water, and there the reference is John chapter 4. Remember the woman uh, the, the woman at the well, and Jesus going there, and she's drawing water, and he asks her for a drink, But then he says, you should be asking me for a drink. And he offers her the gift of this living water. Now she wants it, but what does Jesus require of her first? Go get your husband. And he knows, of course, the story, right? She's had five husbands. The one she's with now is not her husband. So Jesus, in other words, is pointing out That while the offer of faith and eternal life, the living water, is made to everyone, those who want to accept it must repent of sin. To be in union with Christ is not simply to put a label on whatever it is that you're already believing and thinking and doing, and then just say by means of this new label, oh, I'm a Christian. No, union with Christ means you put yourself in union with his way of thinking and and you put your will and your choices in line with his commands. That's union with Christ. So he says, go get your husband. In other words, get your life in order according to the will and plan of Almighty God. Repent of sin and then accept the gift of faith and the living water. So water is, a key. water is a key theme throughout the scriptures, right? Remember Ezekiel? He saw the water flowing from the side of the temple. And then even in the book of Revelation, which draws a lot of, of symbolism from the prophet Ezekiel, book of Revelation, John sees the, the, the throne of, of God and the Lamb, and the water, there's a river of living water flowing from the throne and watering the whole city. Water is a very, very, very powerful symbol of life. You know, most of the human body is, is water. Most of the earth is water. Uh, and uh, this is a key, a key foundational element of life, obviously, and of cleansing. And hence the waters of baptism are prefigured by the waters of the Red Sea. When God freed his people from slavery, they came through the water, through a baptism and pointing to, of course, Christian baptism in the waters of life. Aside from the theme of water, the theme of light, and this is John chapter 9, and the theme of life, John chapter 11. In John chapter 9, the theme of light comes out in the healing of the man born blind, and of course that leads to a big controversy Uh, We'll talk about that more on another evening uh, here during this Lenten season. But uh, basically the controversy is Jesus did a miracle that had never been heard of before, but he did it on a Sabbath. So some said he cannot be from God, he doesn't keep the Sabbath. Others says he has to be from God. He did a miracle that we never heard of before. And so it was a division. But the key thing there, as in the case of the woman at the well, is faith in Jesus. That's the main point. Do you believe in the one whom God has sent? And that's what we're renewing during this season. As we prepare to celebrate the resurrection, we renew our faith in the one who died and rose again. Then John chapter 11 brings us the theme of life, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Jesus standing before that tomb and saying, come out, Lazarus, come out, because he has authority to say that. He has power to raise the dead. And that's, again, the fruit of faith in him. Martha and Mary both said it. I believe, I do believe, that you are the Christ, the one who was to come into the world. So, friends, let's pray. Let's pray for America. Let's pray that this faith will mark our country even more than it already does. We are a religious nation. We are a Christian nation. The Supreme Court itself said that in a decision where it had reviewed uh, uh, the history of this country. We are founded on this conviction that God is our supreme judge. We're in the hands of his providence. And as we pray for America, we pray that we will be ever more deeply rooted in those principles which are at our foundation. So let's pray that now for our our nation, its leaders, our families, our children and our children's children as we move forward in life. Lord, we thank you for this nation founded in faith. We thank you for uh, the gift offered to us in Jesus Christ, the living water, springs of living water that he promised would flow and well up from within us when we put our faith in him. Lord, we ask that that living water that river flowing from the side of the temple, flowing from the throne, flowing from the side of your son as he hung upon the cross for us, would flow through our nation, bring its healing, bring its cleansing, bring its life. Let it flow, Lord God, through the White House. Let the rivers of your life flow, Lord God, through the halls of Congress. And the state houses as well let it flow lord god in our streets in our public places where people gather to express their views and to carry out their daily lives lord let it flow through our churches let america be washed with the living water coming from the side of christ coming from the side of the temple coming from the throne Send the living water, Lord God, to well up within us because we profess faith in Christ. Thank you, Lord God, for this gift. May that living water wash over all our laws and policies and court decisions that only that which is pleasing to you may be allowed. Lord God, that we would not cooperate with evil, that we would not dialogue with evil that we would be firm in our resolution to eliminate evil lord god that we would see the battle for what it is common sense versus insanity let the living water flow over the minds and hearts of our people and our leaders that common sense may indeed win out over insanity, that truth may prevail over lies, that grace may dominate over sin, that life eternal may prevail over death. Lord, bring about order and drive away chaos. Bring light and bring life open the eyes of the blind, raise the dead, raise the dead consciences that are scattered throughout our nation. Bring America back to life, back to the greatness that it already possesses at its foundation. And bless all of us that we may be living witnesses to that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Together, friends, can we pray now for all your intentions as well. Gathering them up, many of you have been leaving them in the comments. Prayers for health, prayers for wisdom in making decisions, prayers for financial financial assistance in times of difficulty, uh, prayers for strength in living the faith and keeping true to our conscience. We lift up all your prayers, intentions, and needs as we offer the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So friends, it's good to be with you. Thanks for listening to these reflections tonight. And uh, feel free to... um, uh, leave comments and questions as well as your comments, and we'll uh, take them on, on, uh, on various episodes as we talk together. Meanwhile, connect with us on social media. I'm at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms, starting with Truth Social. Uh, at, find me there at FR Frank Pavone and Getter uh, and all the other platforms. Right Side Broadcasting as well at RSB Network. And we will look forward to communicating with you again soon. Let others know about this program and join us again tomorrow.
1: I think we have Richard Lee, we have Jim Garlow, and we have Father Frank Pavone, someplace there in the audience. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you.
0: Follow him, Father Frank Pavone, FR Frank Pavone on Twitter, He is the National Director of Priests for Life. Please go to PriestsforLife.org. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.